Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Okay, so my name is Daisy. I am an actress slash retail worker um, in Utah. And uh, my predicament is that I am relentlessly messy. Oh, Kristen, I like this one. It's juicy. Oh, it sure is. And you know what? It comes at an interesting time because I've been thinking so much about cleaning lately for our other podcast, By the Book. We lived by a book all about cleaning, Phyllis Stiller's Housekeeping Hints. Mm. And wow, it really resonated with people. Uh, Yes, it resonated very much. And specifically in a way that led people to write us about how their partner, their roommate, their friend, their, their, kids. their family member, ooh, <laughs> kids, uh, in their minds is relentlessly messy, as our guest Daisy describes it. But the thing is, we don't often hear from the messy person. I mean, I have to believe that they're not being messy just because they want to torture clean people, right? Right, right. And after all, Daisy isn't calling a cleaning service. She's calling us. So I think this is more than just learning how to use a vacuum or finding a better organizational system. Yeah, because I like to think of us as more of a cleaning service for your heart. You know, get rid of all that negative clutter, make room for all the self-love. Okay, okay, let's just get this episode started, Kristen. <laughs> I'll grab my broom. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. In each episode of this show, we distill our extensive knowledge of self-help into one key idea. It's not about figuring out what you're doing wrong and then fixing it. It's more about seeing yourself in a whole new light and that you are enough. With that in mind, we help a listener tackle a predicament in their life, offering them a set of self-love steps and eavesdropping as they follow our advice for two weeks. Or don't follow our advice. And that's fine, because... Here's the deal. We're not professionals. We're not doctors. We are not therapists. We are not clutter experts. And our guests are allowed to have their own opinions and question us all along the way. At the end of the day, we're not trying to get them to give up who they are for us. We just want to help them get reacquainted with the fabulous person we all see. Because we love you. And so can you. So, Daisy. Daisy is in her early 20s, living in Salt Lake City, and she came to us with this messy, messy predicament. <laughs> and, you know, everyone's messy in their own way and for their own reasons. So, who better to give us some insight into Daisy's predicament than her fiancé? Hi, my name's Aaron, and I'm nominating my fiancé, Daisy, for We Love You, because I want her to be able to feel more comfortable in her home and and take control of her life in a way that she feels like she isn't able to um, just because she's so overwhelmed by, by how she views this mess. 
Aha. Yes. The emotional side of cleaning. It's not just about putting clothes away or wiping down the counters. It's about what this mess is making Daisy feel. Well, with that, it was time to call up Aaron and Daisy on Skype. And we started by asking them to describe their mess. There's kind of a split down the middle of the bedroom. And one side <laughs> is not... Um, one side maybe has a lot more clothes on the floor than the other. Is that one side could have hardwood floor and I wouldn't know. Mm. <laughs> and whose side is that? That is not my side. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> what a, you can tell they're engaged because he's like still a little afraid of like the cold hard truth and like trying to shield her from it a bit. Like it's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Aaron, Aaron is very particular about like some things. Like we're not allowed to have things on the bed. But before I lived I with sleep. Aaron, I had... I just slept with all my stuff, with my laptop, with my clothes, with oh my, my plates and my silverware. Yes. That's, it all was on the bed. Plates um, and silverware. Oh, dream life. We, we have a tendency to do a one step forward and two steps back kind of a situation with cleaning. We'll be all like, I decided to recycle the milk jug. And then we like leave out a frozen pizza box with its bag and like... <laughs> Yeah, so Keep it's going. it's very much that I don't think I've ever put away a single thing in my whole life. I don't think that I throw things away as much as I should. Um, ah, I don't. I, I can say you've thrown I, a couple things. Yeah, away. Yeah, like throw. I've I've thrown a couple things away, like within reason and within necessity. But like, okay, but Daisy, how do you feel when you see this mess? Like, there's a lot of secret shame and mm. like. And a lot of, like, embarrassment about it. Like, I don't really like to have my parents over ever because I don't want them to judge me. And, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm not so much – it's not so much that I think that this is, like, an acceptable way to keep my house. I just – sometimes it's too much to try to tackle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is your current cleaning MO? How do you manage it right now? Um, we mostly clean if people are coming over, but clean is a really loose definition of what we're, we're using today. <laughs> we definitely try to clean together, but we don't, because we're, we're both working, um, and we're both actors, we don't have a lot of free time at home together. Mm -hmm. Um, when we're cleaning together, it, sometimes is more overwhelming because I'm trying to face my mess with another person. Yes, yes. Don't want everyone to see the um, dirty laundry, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ha, ha, ha. And even though he, like, lives in it with me, it's, like, embarrassing to acknowledge it. Yeah, and to, like, dissect in a way. Mm -hmm. When someone comments on the mess or even just when you feel like the mess has gotten to a point when – it should be dealt with. How do you feel emotionally when you tackle it? Uh, I'm I'm pretty like disappointed in myself and I just I get a little bit upset with myself and I wonder how I let this happen and it's a little bit it's almost a little bit of a uh, of a judgment on mm -hmm. myself because I'm just like morally something in you has failed because you can't keep 
your house even a little bit tidy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the cleanliness gene or whatever is like broken or skipped in you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely how you feel. feel. Okay, so we can't totally change your genes. But, Daisy, what do you want to get out of these two weeks with us? To have a method and to have a way to sort of fall back on so that I don't let it happen again where it becomes overwhelming and too messy. I have steps that I am equipped with to help me handle it and to help me navigate it. Yeah, that that is a great goal. And I'm already starting to actually get some ideas. But before we get to those, Erin, I think it's time to hear a little more from you. What was it like moving in with Daisy? Did the mess surprise you? Were you shocked to find forks in the bed? It was kind of a subtle realization, I guess. Like, you know, there's always such a big mess when you move in and there's boxes right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and then I guess after after we finally got more settled in and more organized, it kind of just never really got as clean as as I thought it yeah. could. Yeah, some things yeah. like never found homes. Yeah, exactly. And and that's just, we live in a in a small place. Right. So, and we're both very material people. <laughs> what do you mean by very material yeah, people? Wait. Can you explain? I collect a lot of things. Yeah, some examples. I have a, a movie collection, even though I, I have them all digitally. I just like to see them. I understand. <laughs> you mean like DVDs? Yeah, DVDs, Blu-rays. I have a limited edition of Singing in the Rain. Ooh, which is, that's, that's a good thing to have. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, having lots of physical stuff does make it easy to slip into a cycle of, of feeling cluttered and disorganized. But Daisy... I don't care about this stuff right now. I'm wondering, are there other things, other factors in life that you might attribute this messiness to? I'm a very lazy person, uh, so we could start there. <laughs> I just, if I if I have a choice between doing something and not doing that thing, I'll definitely not do it. Um, Actually, I, I kind of disagree with that. I, I think that Daisy is very driven with other things yeah. like i mean two two years ago we were both in financial crisis and daisy just decided she was going to buckle down and take a look at finances Is, and that's and huge. learn about it yeah and she took it and and found ways to fix it and like my credit's better her credit's better wow and, so when and she described herself as lazy that would be inaccurate i would absolutely say so <laughs> okay, like I, okay i think we're all lazy about certain in certain things. areas yeah yeah i mean auditions creative projects the wedding you know <laughs> like things that are hard and daunting for regular people she'll do no problem yeah Okay, this is also interesting. I like this. But the the difference is like personal finance. Personal finance I could learn from our bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you also were the were the one to to say we need to start planning out our weeks, get a calendar, like figure out what are we eating and car situations, all that stuff. Like like you have a a way to be very organized, just not tangibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, got it. Whoa, the end of that conversation was so revealing. What a huge thing for Daisy to do, fixing both of their credit scores. I mean, some people take a lifetime to do that. That's incredible. Yeah, and she's doing it in her early 20s right now. Yeah, like just on a whim, seriously. Like, that's the least lazy thing I have ever heard of. So I think these two weeks 
really can be about helping figure out what is a reasonable version of clean for her so she doesn't feel shitty about it and like call herself lazy because clearly she's a go-getter when she wants to be. Speaking of a reasonable version of clean, that reminds me of this one moment in our conversation when we asked Daisy about any early memories she has of cleaning in her life. Here's what she told us. My grandma loves to clean. Like she is the neatest person. When we were when we were little, we uh, woke up to Spanish music at eight or nine a.m. on a Saturday to start cleaning the house. She is she's just always on it. She's always tidy. I've never seen a single thing out of place in her home ever. Um, but my grandparents had us over a couple months ago, and we were the first grandchildren to come to their new home, and. Um, it just was so nice, and I wished that I could invite them to our house and make them a meal sometime, but I would never let my grandma into the squalor. Okay, squalor, Daisy, that's that's a little needlessly harsh. Seriously, I mean, it's a beautiful memory, but I also think that's just too high of a standard to set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Waking up, cleaning in the morning, keeping everything impeccable— that just doesn't sound like a standard of clean that fits with her life. Yeah, totally. Doing a deep clean every weekend is great if you enjoy doing it, or maybe if you have the time, you're retired, you don't have a bunch of jobs you're juggling on top of some theater rehearsals and auditions. Yeah, when you don't like cleaning, why would you spend your precious free time cleaning? It Mm -hmm. makes sense. But also, I want to get at another idea here. Maybe Daisy shouldn't be cleaning for anyone else. Right. Maybe she should be cleaning for herself and making it work for her and her life and not comparing it to anyone else. True. But also, like, I do want her place to be clean enough for them to just have people over. (laughs) Like, that is something I want for them. Well, maybe that would be a nice side effect. Yes, absolutely. All right, Kristen. It has been a few days since we talked to Daisy. Shall we give her a call and deliver her prescription? Yes, let's do it. Hello. Hello. Hey, Daisy. Daisy. It's so good to talk Hi. with you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to get into this. Excellent. Oh, we can't wait. So, step one, imagine your cleaner future. It's easier to motivate yourself to do something you hate if you know why you're doing it. So, for this step, we want you to make a vision board of what your cleaner future looks like, focusing specifically on what you'll feel, what you'll accomplish, and how your life will be improved when you're not so overwhelmed by clutter. That sounds good. That sounds like, you know, then there's a goal, then there's some some sort of feeling that I'm going after. It's not just an obscure sort of cleaner. Yay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because we want your emotions to be in this. Exactly. You, you already showed us some of your emotions earlier, and those emotions included shame and embarrassment and sadness. and mm-hmm. Like um, being overwhelmed. Yeah. And what other feelings can replace those once right. you have a cleaner place? Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Step two, set your own standards. For this step, we want you to think about what level of clean would make you feel good in your own space. Maybe your priority is keeping surfaces clear. Maybe you need mess holders, you know, bins, containers, walls of bookcases where you can contain clutter without getting too stressed about having to find distinct places for things. Maybe it's something we can't even think of. Once you've decided on your style, write your own clean definition in a sentence or two. It can be something along the lines of cozy but clean or hooker's paradise if you're someone who's all about hanging things up on walls rather than on hangers. That one will take a little bit of work for me to really be able to 
envision. I can see where this would be a hard step, but, you know, don't be afraid to look elsewhere for inspiration, Mm -hmm. but don't feel like you have to model yourself after anyone else either. Exactly. We, We lived by a book called Curated Closet for our other show by the book. And it makes you, like, define your personal style in a sentence. And I thought it was really stupid. Um, But actually, it was really hard. But once I did it, it really does sort of help. Like, it gives you a good sense of what you're about. Just, like, it's more about, like, a vibe than, like, the actual definition almost. Yeah. Okay. Step three. Do one big task that will make everything else easier. We want you to pave the way for your clean future with something that feels big and hard, but that will help you on your journey. Maybe it's going shopping for baskets that you put next to the front door, sofa, and bed where all of your shoes, blankets, and loose clothes can go. Maybe it's getting rid of all your hangers and installing hooks for that hooker's paradise we've heard about. Maybe it's assembling bookshelves where all the knickknacks and collectibles eventually can go. Okay, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Good. That's it for your first week, those three things. How do you feel about those? not too bad for like a first week right yeah <laughs> I mean the the step of uh trying to pave my own way is going to take a little bit of of thinking yeah because the other the other steps are very abstract that this step is like concretely decide right yes. right like what decide the a thing yeah and how to fix it <laughs> And so we left Daisy to figure out her problems and fix them. And of course, this is a huge thing to ask of someone who's been actively avoiding cleaning and organizing for, I don't know, forever? Basically her whole life. But the one thing I hope she takes advantage of is that she's not living in her house alone. She's got Aaron there, and they can really work as a team to get this figured out. Yes, they totally can, and I truly hope they will. Well, we'll find out if they do after this break. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We're back, and it's time to check out Daisy's audio diaries from her first week of living by our steps. First up was step one to start imagining that cleaner future, and Daisy took some ideas from her second step with this one and gave her vision of a cleaner future a name. So I started by naming my concept of my cleaner future um, just to just to give me a firm grasp of what I'm looking for. So I called it the Intentional Materialist Haven. I love it. I love it so much. Sadly, Daisy did not make a vision board for me. But 
She did try. She looked for inspiring photos online, but nothing really lined up with a realistic image of her cleaner future. So instead, Daisy wrote up a description of it. I don't want my home to be a port. I want it to be a haven. I want to live in my house on purpose. In my intentional materialist haven, I don't have to not have things, but everything should look like it matters in one way or another. My spirit will be lighter knowing there isn't the impending doom of a mess. It will be easier to clean in the future because everything will have its place. I'll be able to more easily focus on prepping for auditions and spending time with friends and family. I will be able to maneuver in the house. I won't lose things as often. Um, So that's just kind of the idea I have. It's just a more focused view of my home. That's beautiful. The thing I love about that is that it sounds like it's truly something Daisy wants for herself, which Mm. is exactly what we were hoping for. Yes, yes. And it's got me excited about what Daisy did for her second step, which was to write that definition of what her standard of cleanliness actually is. And since Aaron will also be along for the ride, she sat down to talk to him about all this. So I think that our standard of cleanliness should be um, the the classic place for everything, everything in its place sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Um, that sounds like that sounds like a good standard to me. I I think it's just that we don't put the care into putting things in places on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like when I get home, I don't put anything anywhere on purpose, and that's why the car keys are inside of my underwear drawer right now. <laughs> uh, keys in the underwear drawer? Mm. That that is a new one. But I'm impressed she at least knows where the keys right, are. Right, right. No, that takes skill. <laughs> it's very impressive, and I do have to say this definition of a place for everything and everything in its place definitely help Daisy and Aaron figure out what to do for a step three, which is doing one big task. And so the way that I think that we can pave our own way uh-huh. um, is to find the things without places and give them places. Okay. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? What are you, what are you feeling on that? Well, I do think that we have a lot of things that don't have a home so it would be it would be nice to know where things go rather than kind of just put them out of sight until we can think of something better yeah well because like right now it's it's the end of january it's almost february yeah um and our christmas stuff is still out and we don't actually have a place to put christmas stuff we can put them in the creepy murder closets um, I think we probably need to find, like, bins for for the things that don't have homes. Okay, sounds good to me. All right, let's go. Go, team. Woot! Yay! Go, Daisy! Go, Aaron! As a Christmas nut, I love that they chose this for their step three. Finding bins for all the decorations, that is a great idea if you're not someone who keeps up your decorations year-round uh, on purpose, like some people, maybe I do. 
Oh, my goodness. Kristen, you know what else is a great idea? Giving Daisy a call and checking in with her. Yes, let's do it. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you guys? Good. We're how good. are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. These steps have been a little bit helpful for me to be like, there's like an end goal in reach. It's not just doing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Nice. So we were just listening to your audio diaries, and we really loved the name you gave your cleaner future, the Intentional Materialist Haven. How did you come up with that? Um, so so the, the title thing um, from the curated closet really helped me, yeah, to be like, I'm a real human person and not a Pinterest photo. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. So I, for a little bit, played with the idea of thinking that I wanted to be a minimalist um, <laughs> and all throw all my stuff away. <laughs> and I I would say that to Aaron all the time. I'd be like, we need to throw all our stuff away and be minimalist mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> um, and then uh, actually... Donatella Versace was like, I hate minimalism. And I was like, you're right, actually. <laughs> um, when were you talking to Donatella? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, she was in a video. I love and it. And it was like, what trend do you hate? And she was like, minimalism. And I was like, oh my God, wait, <laughs> no, this is someone who understands me. You're yes. right. <laughs> yes. Just because it's trendy um, doesn't mean it's best for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I like to have stuff. I really do. But like, being more intentional mm-hmm. about it because that's a, a different thing. Yes, it's a totally different thing. And I think you're right. All the beautifully arranged homes on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever, they're clean, sure, but they also look really sparse and kind of heartless, if you ask me. And that's clearly not your style. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're owning up to what you like and finding a way to work that into your standard of what's clean. Seriously, this is such great work this week. But before we move on here, we just want to touch on one more step, your step three, doing one big task. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Christmas decoration bins? At everybody's house, you assume there's a Christmas bin, a Halloween bin, a decorations bin for whatever occasion. So I I think we just assumed that that was a thing that came. (laughs) Yes, I love the stuff you assume comes with it that you realize you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, when we first moved in, I was very good about, like, remembering the stuff that you forget you need, like dish soap and washcloths and, like, things that you're like, my parents have always had these, so I'm always going to have these. Um, And so I remembered all of that stuff. But, like, I just assumed that holiday storage would appear one day. (laughs) Yeah, sadly it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So we have now made the active choice to to, um, buy some things to contain our holiday holiday, uh, decorations. Oh, I love it. I'm so proud of you guys. And it sounds like you're really paving the way. And might be ready, in fact, for your second week prescription. You want to hear those steps? Yes. Excellent. All right. Step four is start incorporating the clean into your life. Cleaning does not need to be a painful, drawn-out, arduous thing. But when you're able to make it a part of the things you already do, it becomes less daunting and more like a self-care routine. For example, do you hate cleaning the bathroom? 
Try using one of those sprays after showering. They clean the shower walls for you without scrubbing. Or you could try wiping down the kitchen counters while you wait for your coffee to brew in the morning. Or while you're waiting for your food to cook, you could wash the knives that you prepped dinner with. And think of the things that will stop the mess from happening in the first place. Like, you know, not wearing shoes in the house. Okay, yeah, this is, we're starting to get into the the real life aspects of cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that's right. So we're just saying, just incorporate it in. Step five. Make mini cleaning dates. Cherish your time with Aaron while cleaning. For this step, we want you to identify five different small cleaning tasks that you can do in 10 minutes or less. It can be washing a sink of dishes while listening to a podcast, picking up all the clothes on the floor and hanging them on hooks while dancing to music, sorting through your junk mail while singing, or folding laundry while watching TV. Then, Set aside 10 minutes, three days a week, and enjoy your dates. Okay, yeah, that's that sounds a lot less daunting. Yeah. I don't know what, <laughs> I'm not sure what in my house can happen in under 10 minutes, but we'll find something. You can do anything in 10 minutes. I believe in you. You guys will find at least one thing. All right, step six, celebrate your cleaner space. The mess has kept you from inviting your family over, so for this step, we want you to prepare to host your grandma at your home. Don't think of this as having to clean your entire home. Think about the spaces that will be visible and what spaces you can close the door on and focus on the kitchen, living room, and dining room, public spaces like that. Decide on a date when you can feasibly be ready and schedule that dinner party. I think that's the longest pause after a step we've had in We Love You History, so I consider this a success. We've done our work here. She no longer loves us. Yeah, if she want, if you want to run away, we, you know, we, you've heard your prescription. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, How do you feel, I, Daisy? Well, looking at my living room right now, like our Christmas tree is still up. And there's, like, wrapping paper all over the floor. We still haven't, like, recovered from from Christmas or anything like that. And I'm just like, oh, can I <laughs> of here? You can do it. <laughs> you can totally do it. Yeah, I haven't started yet. So it seems like this huge ordeal. Like, it, it sounds like you're asking me to invite my grandma over with my house in the state that it's in. And I know you're not, but that's how it feels because oh, sure. I haven't gotten to the cleaning part yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we like scaring you a little. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that last step, Kristen, uh, we really scared her. That pause was, <laughs> was something. It was. It was probably the longest pause we've ever heard on this show or any other show. Uh, but she had to know this was coming. Right. We do want her to actually try to clean something during this process. Right. And I keep thinking back to our first conversation with Daisy and how she's great at planning, but the tangible doing things part seems to be kind of a roadblock for her. But you know what? I believe in her. I think she will at least wash a dish or wipe down a counter. I, I think she will. I think she can do it. We're going to find out if she can after this break.
Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. We are back and it's time to listen to Daisy's audio diaries for her second week. Lindsay, Lindsay, can you hit the first clip? I don't think she heard us. Lindsay. Lindsay. Lindsay, can you hit the second? She's looking at us. Oh, wait a minute. She's making a face and she's gesturing. Hold on. She just wrote us a note in the script that said, uh, Daisy didn't send you any audio diaries this week. What? Daisy? Oh, Kristen, I love this. Daisy is our rebel. She is making this process her own in a way that is very secretive, apparently. Oh, my gosh. She really is. Do you think maybe she lost her recorder under Mm. all the clothes on her floor? Did she put it in the freezer? Is she just ghosting us? Oh, gosh. I hope not. I I mean, I guess we're just going to have to call her and find out what's going on. Ugh. This This is very new territory. I'm excited. Uh, but now I'm scared. <laughs> it's a taste of our own medicine, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's give her a call. Daisy, hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How oh my are gosh. you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Daisy, we can't help noticing that you never sent us your audio diaries for this week. Uh, what's going on? Are you feeling okay? Do you not like us anymore? You love us, right? What's going on? Um, I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty... Pretty, you guys are going to be really surprised. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my gosh. What? I, I guess, how should we start? Okay. So, so you know, step four was to just incorporate cleaning into my day-to-day. And I, I did a lot of that. So, so one of my jobs, I'm very on call a lot of the time. So I'll wake up, check if I'm supposed to go in, and then mm-hmm. go back to sleep if I'm not supposed to. And instead of going back to sleep, you know, I tried to get a little bit of cleaning done, do a little bit of laundry. And when I was at home waiting for Aaron, instead of immediately getting into bed, you know, I was, I was trying to clean uh, around the house, do some dishes, things like that. So that was, was very easy nice. um, to incorporate into my life. Um, unfortunately, step five, the way that Aaron and my schedules are set up mm-hmm. right now, we we really didn't have like ten minutes at home to do Ugh. some cleaning dates, mm, and like you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too like upset about that because like he he was still very committed to doing dishes while I wasn't home as well, and and you know picking things up around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but but step six kind of took a weird a weird turn, and that's um, that's celebrating the clean space. 
Right, right, right. So, so my my grandma ended up having to leave the state for a little bit and um and go. I think she had to go get like a screening done somewhere with family, oh um, in California. So I, w- I wasn't able to have her over, but we did have Aaron's parents over. Whoa, um, that's even more high stakes. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> and Lindsay, and Lindsay, was- stop the tape. I just have to jump in here and say we would never, ever prescribe an in-law. No, never. Grandmas are nice. They love you. They bake you cookies. They never judge you. That's why we prescribed the grandma. Grandma has history with Daisy. Grandma's wonderful. Right. Grandma wants to come over. But in-laws, that's just way too much pressure to impress. Right. But apparently Daisy was just already out with her in-laws. They were celebrating Aaron's birthday. They missed the movie they wanted to see, so she decided to roll with it, and they ended up back at Daisy and Aaron's place and watched a movie there. All right. Let's get back to the conversation, shall we? So it was actually a funny accident that we had them over at all. And and this was, this was before... Um, you know, before like a lot of cleaning was even done, um, you know, it, it wasn't a perfectly clean space. We still had laundry all over the living room and Christmas trash out for a bit. <laughs> and um, yep, yeah, Christmas trash yes. still. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. But um, but you know, I was really embarrassed to have them over. And um, Aaron's mom was like, you've been inside my house and my house is not the image of cleanliness or perfection. And, you know, t- her house is pretty, pretty messy. She has things on the table all the time and things all over the counters. And I kind of realized that, like, organization and cleanliness is not a standard of maturity or anything. No, no, not it, at all. I mean, you make your own standards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I all this time I had been feeling like I was like immature or or underdeveloped mm-hmm. because I couldn't manage keeping my space clean. But also, when we go to Aaron's parents' house for like family dinners and parties and events and things, I'm never looking at the mess and like rolling my eyes or like being like, wow, I can't believe she doesn't know how to keep her own house clean or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But you do that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Having having his parents in my imperfect space and and them just sitting down and watching the movie because that's what they came to do mm-hmm. was really, really nice. Oh, that is that's so, so great. great. To hear. Yeah. Just sort of yeah. You're realizing like you don't hold this sort of like unclean or disorganized stigma over other people's heads. You don't think they're less adult or less human or less functioning. So why are you beating yourself up in your free time about it? <laughs> yeah. And oh, yeah. thanks, mother-in-laws. Huh? Yes. Seriously. Do you think you were more open to that happy accident because you've been sort of looking at your standards and, like, your approach to, like, your space shame that you that you put on yourself? Or was it just truly a happy accident? Yeah, no, no, I I think we were, but like, I think also because, because we've been examining that parts of our lives, mm-hmm. we've decided to put joy above right. shame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's an Aaron birthday event. doesn't matter where it is because like, we're going to focus on watching a movie for him and it's okay yeah. if it's buy some Christmas trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So 
at this point, what do you think you're going to do? Do you think you're going to try to live up to the standards you set for yourself in week one? Or do you think maybe you're going to change those standards now that you had your epiphany at the end of week two? Um, I I think I am, you know, still going to work towards the standards of, you know, having an intentional space where everything is in its proper place and right. belongs where it should be. The Christmas um, trash is in the Christmas trash corner or like on the yeah, Christmas trash yeah. hook. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's also like organizing my binders, you know, I'm able to actually utilize my desk and, and have yeah. like a laptop on it if I so desire or, you know, write on the desk instead of writing on my bed, looking at the desk. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I do, I do want to be able to walk around without stepping on things, but now it's more like, I, I don't feel like I need such an extreme makeover about it, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I this huge I don't think, character yeah. flaw or like the sort of pressure cooker situation of like, until you get this shit off the floor, you won't be considered an adult. Like, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I should get to exactly. that, but also it's not going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like if I'm stepping on things, I'll put them in a basket. I'll put them away. But like if I wake up and I'm looking at the floor and I'm looking at, you know, all of the all of the clothes on the floor. I'm not like, wow, look at that moral failing that you have mm-hmm. because your clothes are on the floor. It's more like, hey, you should probably get those out of the way so that you can locate the clean ones. Daisy, oh my gosh, I am so glad that she came to this realization. I think it's kind of amazing that going through these steps didn't change that much about the mess in her home, but it changed something more important how she feels about it, and even bigger, how she feels about herself. Right. And, you know, I feel like what Daisy did is the actual difficult work, you know, parsing out why you feel like you need to change something about your life and what you actually want to change about your life. And the thing that made me so happy to hear was that Daisy had Aaron's parents over. And in the midst of that, something that sounds so scary to me Mm. and you, Jolenta, she was able to focus on her joy, not her shame. Right, right. But, you know, all of this is not to say that her work is done. No, she has so much more she wants to do. But in the meantime, she's not beating herself up over standards that aren't actually hers. And that's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradowell, who has a Roomba, but follows it around with a regular vacuum cleaner plus a broom because she doesn't trust robots. Our editor is John Delore, who sometimes lets his dirty socks pile up next to his bed for days at a time. Our executive producer is Daisy Rosario, who always feels better after she vacuums, even when she doesn't want to vacuum. Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. The very sight of an unmade bed disturbs him to the core of his being. Casey Holford composed our theme song and mixed this episode and is also highly allergic to piles of junk mail on his kitchen table. Casey, don't come to my house. Please stay in touch. What's your version of clean? How would you describe it? Do you hate using Pinterest to come up with your ideal version of clean? And if you're Donatella Versace, definitely let us know your version of clean. Yes. You can email us at weloveyoupod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at weloveyoupod, or leave us a message at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171. 
And don't forget to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen. It helps other people find our show. And speaking of other people finding our show, why don't you just tell a friend or someone you know or someone you dislike about the show? <laughs> Spread the word. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. And remember, we love you. And so can you. Um, We love you. Brought to you by the bin industry. (laughs) The container store. The container store. Um. Stitcher. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.